we think we know what people are going through. When we watch all these moms on Instagram and we watch our friends on Facebook post pictures, we think we have an idea of what's going on in their life, but we really have no idea. Mama. Welcome parents to Raising Amazing. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Gator-Warsh, board-certified pediatrician specializing in integrative medicine. And I'm Serena Vincent. I'm an actor, writer, and new mother. Join us in learning and laughing as we navigate through the messy path of parenthood. And together, let's begin Raising Amazing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, it's, it's true. Uh, you know, as a doctor, I get an inside scoop, you know, sometimes on people's lives and certainly based on... Uh, where I work and who I work with, you know, I definitely work with people that I see articles, you know, in the news or, or whatever pops up on my social feed. And I'm like, oh, I saw them today. Um, and, you know, you see their Instagram posts, just like you said, and mm-hmm. it's all super happy and whatever. But I know exactly what happened that day. And it wasn't all that happy. And they're dealing with 15 other things. And they're you know trucking across the country or who knows what. Right. It, and, you know, social media is great, but it doesn't give you the, the whole picture uh, and I think that's really important to remember when we're talking about health and kids and family. Right. And we're not talking about social media today. However, it, we end up talking about it every episode, yeah. almost. Um, but we're talking about autism. And we're going to speak with a friend of mine who uh, we had babies at the same time. We had the same midwife. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, she's an actress. And... I had no idea. I was just like, wow, she's doing this movie and that movie and she has a baby at home. Wow, that's that's a lot because that's, you know, what I'm doing. And so I know what it is. But um, and then um, well, we'll get into it in the interview. But as it turns out, you know, she she's been dealing with a lot more. And her beautiful daughter was diagnosed with uh, autism and she's had quite a journey. And she's going to share it with us here today. Because I think it's important, and this is what we talk about all the time, that just talking about this stuff and every and creating a community where everybody can feel like you're not alone in your struggles and we can all learn from each other, that's what we're trying to, to do here. Mm-hmm. And especially when it comes to autism, which it's... It's common. It's common in uh, autism or any other behavioral concern or any other chronic disease for that matter. It's, it's isolating or can be isolating and it can be uh, very you know, difficult on, on parents who just don't know where to turn for information and, and they wonder, you know, why is this happening and what did they do wrong and did they do anything wrong and, and uh, what can they do to keep their child healthy? And, and there's just so many questions that start circling and without support um, and the answers, you know, to your, to your questions in a community around you, it can be uh, devastating. Right. Absolutely. We're going to get right into it. We have Ashlyn Yenny here today in studio. She's an actress best known as a screen queen, but also done so much more. Um, she's also a mama to a vibrant three-year-old who has autism. She's navigating mom life, work life to a special needs daughter, but also learning and advocating on behalf of the entire autism community. Thank you so much, Ashlyn, for being here. In studio with us, the first, I know. our first guest <laughs> in studio. You guys, the world is coming back. I know. I know. Um, not, not just on a screen. Not just on a screen. <laughs> and I just, I, I love you. I adore you. Our wonderful horror genre world brought us together, and then we had the same midwife. 
Uh-huh. We were pregnant at the same time. Yeah. We had the same midwife. And um, so Vivian and Nico are just a few months apart. Yeah, like two months apart. Mm-hmm. Very, very close. And uh, and I've been following your journey. And we just, you know, on your journey about motherhood on Instagram, like we all catch up with people yeah. these days in this way uh, via social media. And then we ran into each other at an event and... You told me what was really going on, and because I'm not sharing everything on social mm-hmm. media, right? And I think that this and most is, people don't, right? They, they share some stuff, but not necessarily all the things that people really need to learn about, right? So yeah, we're here see. to talk about autism today, but like that's also like a huge thing that we all have to really, you know, think about. Where we see everybody's shiny red carpet pictures and all this shit on social media, and we think like, oh, their lives are so great, and you have no idea. The pain and, and I just laid it on Serena. By the way, no, party. You like, didn't. I I was release. open. I was and take. I was taking just it. This, you know, like, light. And I suddenly I was like, she's like, how are you doing? And I was like, oh my god. And then I just kind of unleashed on. Well, you. I want you to unleash today because you're going to help a lot of other parents that are going through this. Well, I hope and so, my heart is. Yeah. It's for you and what you've been going through. Well, thank you, thank you. So where where do you want to start? Because I I think in terms of. You know, any child with um, any sort of medical or health uh, condition that they're working through, it, it's very, you know, no one really talks about the parents or there isn't a lot of discussion on the parents and, and going through um, what you need to go through because we don't know that much about it. I mean, even when we grew up, right, there wasn't a lot of autism that I remember. There wasn't a lot of allergies. There wasn't a lot of chronic disease like there is today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're parenting in a generation where this is actually quite common, um, and there isn't a ton of information to help us go through it. And we also never saw it modeled because, you know, we, we might not have had a similar condition, and so our parents didn't do that, so we don't necessarily know what to do. Yeah, that's I think you're hitting that on the head because I think I told one of my other girlfriends who has a daughter who has a different type of special needs, but um, the way I know how to mother, the way that I was taught how to be a mother, which I have a great mom. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. I have two sisters that are older who have kids. They're awesome. The way that they parent their children and the way that my mom mothered me doesn't work on Vivian. Right. So all these tricks and things that I know, I have to throw out and wow. I have to just go. And again, that you could say that about a typical child too, but it's some of the stuff could be the same. Like you're like, oh, my mom did this with me and it works on my kid, but I have to do a whole different thing. Let's start from the beginning because you had a feeling. Let's talk about the early signs that you had as a mother were uh, of what potentially maybe she was on the spectrum um, and early intervention. Early intervention is so key. Um, It was actually my husband who, he's the first person who, saw it and if you really pay attention to your kids and you have any inkling that maybe there's something off about them or not typical go with your gut because I was actually in denial about it he he brought it up to me when she was about 10 months old and Serena uh you know you'll understand this part but we leave sometimes for weeks and months at a time. (laughs) And so Mm -hmm. he spent a lot of time with her alone. And she started to have signs around like nine, 10 months old, which most of, 
most of the time your pediatrician will say, oh, don't, don't believe anything until they're two. Well, he brought it up to our pediatrician when she was a year old because she was having some signs of having autism. And the only reason why Michael knew these signs is because he had worked with kids with autism when he was in high school for four years. So, so he was, I know it's like crazy because yeah. I would never look at him and I didn't even know that. <laughs> I've known him for 12 years. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Who are you? Um, so weird. But so he said it to me and I, I instantly said no, as well as our pediatrician mm-hmm. said no. We were like, no, it's also harder to diagnose in girls sometimes because they are more social. They're more engaging. Mm-hmm. They can mask it a lot easier. But when she was having signs, when Michael was like, and we go back and look at videos when she was 10 months old, and I'm like, whoa, oh uh. my God, why was I so blind? It was just because I didn't want to see it. And then when wow. she was around 15 months, I noticed some really big red flags. And again, we're all following the typical guideline of how to you know, raise your kid. And as first time parents, we don't know. I don't know. Even as a pediatrician, right? It, in the first year, a lot of times it's very hard it's so to diagnose hard. because it's a lot of things are very subtle. And yeah. just because you might be delayed in one or two areas doesn't necessarily mean anything, anything at that point, because so many kids are delayed in different areas and it might just be, and you're not with the kid. I think as a parent, if you're yeah. seeing a whole bunch of things, then that's different. But as a pediatrician, you see someone for five or 10 or 15 minutes and yeah. you're like, okay, well maybe they're not moving quite right or they're not looking, but that could just be something and we'll keep an eye on it. And if we don't notice something by, you know, 15 months or whatever, just yeah. like you said, that's when you get, get into it. But the earlier you can identify, absolutely the better. Yeah. So and you keep going. Also, just the early, because there's, I mean, at that point, Michael and I just kind of wish, looking back, it would have saved us a lot of heartache with, you know, trying to understand why she didn't ever take a nap. I mean, when your child's 10 months old and she doesn't sleep. Oh, my God. Because we're napping her during the day. And then my daughter is up almost every single night between three and four hours. That's Still? not that's not normal. Yeah, she was just up last night. <laughs> it's getting oh, better. Gosh. Okay, so don't don't beat yourself at all over that because likely yeah. even if you were like, I'm pretty sure there's something going on at ten months. Very little would have happened to that point because even if you went to a place to get evaluation, they would have probably said something around like, yeah, we've yeah. noticed certain things, so we'll do a little physical therapy or or, or something like that. But they yeah. wouldn't do a ton. There's nothing you usually because you're not sure that's what it is at that point. We just wouldn't have tried losing our minds napping Maybe. her. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> we would have just not napped her anymore right. Mm-hmm. Right. because I now like one of my girlfriends, uh, her son, she's like, oh, I stopped naps at two. And I was like, oh, girl, what? I was like, <laughs> really? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, wow, OK, I stopped naps at three. So she's no napping. You know, she's done napping now. But um, yeah. So then when she was like 15 months, I noticed the big markers were, you know, Vivian had zero words she has zero words she had zero words at a year old and so it's hard it was difficult because I would see kids who were a few years or a few months you know younger or older than her and they're just like you know excelling so much and I'm like oh something's just okay what's going on what's going on and then it was at her two-year checkup that our pediatrician was like okay let's get her evaluated for just therapies now that's not evaluated for autism because there's Mm -hmm. difference between medical and Mm -hmm. the educational Mm -hmm. so this is just for educational purposes they were evaluating her to get her started into therapies was not a medical diagnosis so here in california they you can get your child medically diagnosed you know basically whatever you want they try to wait till after two 
time, mm-hmm. correct? Correct. Before yeah. that, just like regional center usually. Re- yeah. The regional center. Yeah. Regional center doesn't do it till they're three. Because mm-hmm. she was with the regional mm-hmm. center. So she, you know, which is a great program. And so they got her into, uh, we started OT therapy. We started child development therapy. We started speech therapy. And suddenly we were thrown into this world of tons and tons of therapy. Now, a little backstory on Vivian. Her first year of life, she spent four days a week in physical therapy being stretched and tortured for severe muscular congenial torticollis. And she, because my mom instinct kicked in where I was like, stretching's not working anymore. I know that it's not working anymore. I demanded (laughs) that my pediatrician find me a surgeon to do muscle release surgery on her SCM muscle. Now it's a very rare surgery. There was only one guy who does it here in Los Angeles. He's at Cedars. He's amazing. And um, I went in and he basically, within four seconds of touching her neck, he said, I would have done surgery on her when she was six months old. And I was like, Oh my God, because basically we were putting our kid through just like all these vice grips of stretching a muscle that was scar tissue. Mm-hmm. Wow. So Vivian's gone wow. through all this like trauma and all of these things. And then we throw her Poor into, baby. <laughs> yeah. and then we baby. throw her into all this therapy, which at the time, again, nothing was in clinic because it was still very much, you know, COVID. I think it was COVID. They had just come out with the vaccine and it was, you know, basically only doctors were getting it. This was earlier this year in January. And um, so everything was in home and it was really difficult because at that point, again, these kids who've just been at home who are this age, they're not used to other people coming in. Also, you're trying to have somebody come in and tell her what to do in her own home. She's yeah. not going to listen to that right. person. Are you kidding me? <laughs> she runs around the house, you know, right. and she grows, goes and hides in her tent and goes and hides in her bed. And then it's like a wasted 45 minutes. Oh and um, so it was just a, it was a lot. It was just a lot to get through. And I got her to the point where she could sit. And this is also me learning things from the therapist. So then I turned my living room into a preschool cl- a classroom. Wow. For her, I redid the entire thing. I mean, I made it like sense. I have a sensory. T- like she has so much. It's it's just crazy. Like when you go in, we would go. Then we started going in clinic, and it was hilarious because I literally had every single toy that they had. Wow. I was like, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> you, like <laughs> you did good research. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I got. She is. She's mastered that. You know because mm-hmm. well, if acting doesn't work out. There's I a know. clinic you can open up in your own home. I don't know if I. I mean, she's I'm teaching me patience, but she's. I'm like, I don't know how they do it. No. And uh, it's just been this like wild journey of, I think when you first find out your child has autism, it's like for me it was denial. Michael mm-hmm. was like. Duh. That's what he said to me. <laughs> he was just like, duh. He's a comedian, does. by the way, yeah, everyone. He's <laughs> he was like, duh, of course she has autism. And I was like, but, uh, uh. and he was like, no, it actually makes me feel better because I'm not crazy. He's like, uh-huh. I know my kid and I know like things that she's doing. And he's like, and now it just, it, it doesn't change anything about her. She's still just Vivian, you know, now she has this label on her or if we want to put it on her, you know, but for, for us, it actually brought a lot of peace because then we discovered this whole group of, you know, online support. Community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, which is, like, I can't imagine having this happen to me in the 80s when or 70s. Right. When you didn't have 
what we have now. And there weren't, it wasn't even discussed. Like they would just throw kids like, here's some Ritalin. They have ADD. We oh, think, mm-hmm. you know, and they don't have what we have now. And so I feel very, very lucky that there's so many tools available mm-hmm. to and, this community. And the support. I think the support is almost in any research study and anything that I've ever seen. Yeah. Having the community makes all the difference. And that's why sometimes having a label, even if it's like, eh, we're not 100% sure, but we think, or or just mm-hmm. getting you the services that you need, or just putting you in, in touch with the community where you can talk to other people that have been through it. Because again, you know, kind of going back to what we started with, it's there's no blueprint on this, right? Yeah. So the, the best ev- advice that you can get a lot of times is from other parents going through it and figuring out what worked for them uh, because a lot of these issues are, are newer. Yeah. So there isn't, you know, 30,000 books out there, and, and even if they are, they're still newer. They're still and <laughs> snowflakes. Like, yeah. again, each of these kids, I mean, all kids are different. All kids grow at different rates, and they do things at different times, and that's just how they work. I mean, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. it's like that's just how they work. But then especially kiddos on the spectrum, they're just like, you know, for instance, Vivian is super, super physical. She is crazy athletic. I attribute that to the two men who had to stretch her her entire first year of life. (laughs) She's just this like beast. So her class that she's in right now, there's five other kids in it. Two of the kiddos in there um, have a physical disability and they love playing with Vivian. They love playing with her. And she's nonverbal. So they talk and she does all the action. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so how it's sweet. like the cutest wow. thing oh, you see. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, this is so cool. And even one of the moms today, I picked a picture up today and she was like, can we go to the park? Because like Thomas has never been so physically active as he is with Vivian. Because wow. she's like out there, you know, she's like one of the, she's like, oh, I got this. You know, <laughs> she's like, she's crazy. She's nuts. <laughs> I love it. But she's nonverbal. And so Thomas is like, He's the one t- like, hey, babe, blah, 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 saying all this stuff to her. Like, she fell down the other day, and I heard him, and he goes, he goes, are you okay? Aww. It's okay, Viv. Like, and Aww. I was like, That's oh, awesome. my God, so cute. But also, that's so great for me because I'm like, yeah, keep talking to her. Keep, yeah. Keep talking because mm-hmm. she's yes. going to pick up on that. Right, right, you know? right. And so, but, yeah, going back to being a parent, it's like, it's just, it, it, when you first get the diagnosis and you first find out, I will tell you it's super isolating. You feel super alone. Yeah. Because no one in my no one in our families, there's no history of autism. Mm-hmm. There, but again, that's also questionable. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> you might not have the diagnosis, <laughs> but maybe a, li- a little bit. I would say I will say there are some I was like, Mom, and she was like, I think I'm on the spectrum. I was like, Mom, you're so <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. But because I mean adorable. she just was like, Oh, maybe because once you start realizing things you're like oh well and then it's suddenly a whole you know when people start going back through their histories they're like well I did that when I was little Mm -hmm. but then I was forced to be this way and then I learned how to mask and I learned Mm -hmm. how to just wow so it's like really really fascinating but um yeah so I I couldn't call my sisters I couldn't even my even our you know our parents they're super supportive but even they were no one understood the torticollis first of all oh my god Mm -hmm. right no one understood that because that was super she was so severe. It usually heals within the first year. I know kids who've had torticollis, and it heals. Mm-hmm. And my nephew had fine. it. He was fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, well, it's pretty. No, it's a pretty common thing, but it's usually 
pretty mild. Mild. Hers was so severe mm-hmm. to the point where, it, I mean, when we took her into the specialist, the first specialist we took her into was like, this is the most severe case I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how long have you been practicing? She's like, 30 years. Oh, my God. I was God. like, okay, cool. Okay. Well, Can't baby. wait. <laughs> oh. like, but again, my mind was swirling. I was like, what does this mean? Like, what do we have to do? You know? So it was already going through the torticollis. And then, um, and then it was then getting the autism diagnosis and then having that be a new chapter in her life and trying to navigate that with, you know, I don't have a lot of friends who have kids, honestly. Like a lot of my friends are actors and they just don't have kids yet. And maybe they're never going to have kids. We don't have a huge community out here of parents. This is the thing that was, when I think about what what breaks my heart for you, because our kids are still very young and like these, this first two and a half, three years of life, like my own experience, like, um, just to be perfectly honest here, you know, Mike and I are like arguing over like what to do and you're reading, you're trying to figure out, okay, when do you do solid Mm -hmm. foods? And when do you go down from five naps to four naps to three naps (laughs) to Mm -hmm. two naps to one nap? And, and like, Oh, we have to do this now. Oh, not that. Yeah. You can watch that. No, we can't. Never mind. I mean, just having a, uh, Thank God, a healthy, you know, or child without any special needs. Um, Every child is special and has needs, but um, that is so hard to navigate. Oh, and it's so hard hard as a first time parent. So hard to relationship as a first time parent, not having a community. Yeah. And then during COVID, we're we're not allowed to see anybody. So I, when I think about you, and you were doing all of that normal stuff. Yeah. And then dealing with the torticollis, the severe torticollis, and then this autism diagnosis, I, my heart just, I, I'm so, I don't know how you're doing I it, and Anna, you look so good, <laughs> girl. I got, and, I got four and, hours of sleep last night. Um, and you're working, know. and yeah, you're doing all these movies. You know, oh, of course, of course. Too. It's like, it, of course. it sucks because I've, I've had to take some jobs where I had to work. Of course. And I had to be away, and... That's just a choice where Michael and I have to be like, okay, it'll be fine. But it's not, it's not fine. No. Because when Vivian is a mama's girl yeah. and she's, she's tough on Michael, she's tough on him. And so when I come back, he's like a soldier who's been at war. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like so broken and I feel so bad because this last time I was gone, I was gone for a month and I came back and he was promised a trip and then I booked another job and you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you got to take them because we don't know when those jobs are coming in, you know? So it's just like, you got to take it. And he was like, it's okay. We'll do it next month. And then suddenly it was like, no, she's got to start this therapy again. And then she's going to start school and this. And he's like, I'm never getting my trip. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I'm so sorry. But it has been so incredibly difficult for him and I, to be completely honest. Um, We are super strong, but it's it's so hard. Yeah. Can I can I ask you about that? Yeah. Um, because I, you know when you you talk about any of the chronic disease or behavioral uh, concerns that parents go through, uh, one of the biggest issues for a lot of parents is blame and blame on themselves and wondering, mm-hmm. you know, did I do something? Mm-hmm. Was there something I did during pregnancy, before pregnancy, after pregnancy, wh- whatever it may be? So how did you navigate that? mentally and emotionally because I, I think that again when it comes to parents there's no books about this and especially even when it comes to autism we don't even know 
what causes it yeah. almost ever, right? And so, you know, a lot of people wonder, you know, is it something that I did? Um, and, and we don't know the answer to those questions. Usually it's not something that's a, you know, a blame thing, but I think people do blame themselves. Oh, completely. <laughs> and I will tell you, I blame myself for her torticollis. I blame oh. myself 100% for Why? it. Why? Because I had read very early on that sleeping on your left side was the best position to sleep on. <laughs> I slept on my right side. So because I read that too. I slept on my right side. I'm so sad that you're blaming yourself. Continue. <laughs> so I'd read somewhere that the left side was like for some artery or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And to limit time on your back. So basically what happened <clears throat> is Vivian, I got gestational diabetes. Also, I blame myself for that because I ate a lot of fruit. It was summertime and I was eating mm. platters of fruit. And you're, again, you're like the healthiest <laughs> person I know. It's but so, it that, so that, is, that does not matter, right? It doesn't matter. Gestational, gestational diabetes. No, yeah. I was shaking my head again. I got to stop doing that. Yeah, no, we can see you. Say it, doctor. It was really crazy because my, Simona was like, I can't believe that you have like, this is so weird. She tested me twice because she was like, this is weird, Ashlyn. What did you eat before you got here? And I was mm -hmm. like, I don't I, Nothing. I, I was like, eggs. Yeah. I don't know. And then, um, but so I had spent a lot of time laying on my left side with Vivian and she got stuck there because she grew really fast because she was a gestational baby. She grew real, real, real fast. Suddenly she was like, oh, and then she ballooned really quickly and she got stuck on my left side. And I was doing prenatal yoga. I was doing spinning babies, you know, trying to get yeah. her into the position oh. and all these mm -hmm. things. And so I was like, okay, I'm doing it. I'm being the best mom. This is so great. I'm making sure she's perfect. And then she mm -hmm. pops out. And mind you, I had a very fast birth. Like, she was in the right position. She was still stuck on that left side. But it wasn't until I was, like, 38 weeks and I went in for a checkup and it was a different, Simona, our midwife, was out of town. And it was this different midwife. Beth. And she, Beth. Mm -hmm. Beth mm -hmm. touched my belly and she goes, how long has she been on that left side, Ashlyn? And I was like, oh, for a long time. <laughs> That's what I said. Because mm -hmm. you could like literally see my stomach like it turned this way. Wow. <laughs> like it wasn't parallel. Wow. And um. And she was the first one to say anything. And she she was like, Vivian, can I touch you? And I was like, what is she doing? And then she, <laughs> she, like, she was like guiding, like using her hands and like guiding Vivian to like get Vivian to just kind of unstick herself to that left hip, you know. And then I had Vivian in five hours. Like she, I had a very fast labor. It was uncomplicated. It was, you know, water birth. It was really beautiful and it was really wonderful. And then it was about five weeks old is when I noticed that lump on the side of her neck. And I was like, what, what's that? And then I blamed myself for a very, very long time. I, bl I had, and I had massive, massive anxiety. Um, no. when she was first born. Yeah. Cause you know how like most, uh, there's postpartum depression, then there's postpartum anxiety. I had the anxiety mm -hmm. too. Yeah. The anxiety. And yeah. it's funny cause they ask you about the depression. They don't ask you about the anxiety. They ask you about the anxiety. I know. When I know mine in, was bad. And it's the weirdest thing because it's like I was there and I said I think I told Simona that I was I was like having a lot of like I don't I'm like I'm not sleeping and she's like that's normal. I was like no, I'm like really not sleeping. Like it was <laughs> just like it was like this crazy kind of thing and then I felt kind of not shame around talking about it but just I'm kind of like the type where I'm just like just put your nose to the grindstone just get through. Like you'll be okay. 
And I realized at a certain point that I wasn't okay. And, you know, I thank God I have a partner who he he's super hands-on and he's not afraid to get in there mm-hmm. because he of course was terrified you know I was like how long how many times have you been around kids and then when she came out he was like terrified and I was like okay you've actually never held a baby <laughs> I did not know holding this. a baby is terrifying <laughs> the first time you think yeah. you're gonna break it's real it's one of those it's things real. where as a pediatrician you're like you know everybody exactly how many kids they have because the first kid you're like takes 30 minutes for them to put the yes, clothes on. Right. The second kid, their, like, arms are flailing and, it's you know, whatever. Because we're so – it's, like, it's, it was yeah. so funny. But, yeah, so the blame was there for sure um, in regards to her torticollis. I blame myself. Michael never – he was, like, you're That's not – is that not, like, is that sort of thing? Is it a thing, doctor? You not to blame your yourself, left, but – No, but you, could, you but, sleep on your left side, too? Um, much, on any – I mean, if you don't move – If you don't move If enough, you don't move, then things get – Stuck, stuck in a certain position, so then she got if they're not if she not moving stuck. and de- think about it, if your if your arm no, is stuck yeah, somewhere, yeah. then you're not developing the muscles okay. to, to move it around. So then it you know it doesn't this mean this isn't you your fault. Yeah, not your <laughs> this fault. is not your fault. It's not your fault. <laughs> I've, I've I've you know I've gone through the whole. It's not thing. like you could have known. Yeah, I didn't know. I thought I was doing everything correct. I was like, I mean, I was in my yoga class and I was like doing. But, all but even if you did know, what would you have done? I, I that's the thing because I know and I like and I slept on my right side all the time. Yeah, you know so. I, there's just so many things out there. I just do do what you need to do, ladies. Just don't always sleep on your left side because I'm just, I'm gonna scare everybody. <laughs> no, but m- most importantly, though, what I'm hearing through all of this is you've like every recently threw a baby shower for a friend and they're asking for advice and I'm like my you know everybody had to go around and say advice. My I mean, my advice was. Just you you don't need anybody else's advice. Like you know yeah. your baby, and yeah. you you know your baby, and you yeah. you're the leader in this, and you are taking charge, and you are paving the way for her and your family through this, and also helping others through this because it's a really scary thing. Yeah, when, when there's no map it's for really what scary. to do, and you know, there's just a but it's so crazy because. You know, through all of the stuff with Vivian, we're like, it's like the next punch. We're like, when's it coming? When's it coming? (laughs) Type thing. But it's like we wouldn't change it for the world. We've had so much fun with her. We've had just like the best. And she's just the best. And we just love every single thing about her. And when we see her blossom and flourish and grow. And after, honestly, after she had her muscle release surgery, whoa different kid oh my god imagine having a stiff neck your entire life no yeah, no like waking up yeah. every day in so much pain and not being able to verbalize it mm-hmm. it's crazy and you go ahead. no i was just gonna say i mean we don't ever want to get surgery but the surgeons they can do some magic sometimes. and that's the thing yeah. i was i was i was like but again i'm i've i've had some surgeries done before and my brother-in-law's a plastic surgeon and so i had uh kind of consulted him a bit mm-hmm. where i was like and then when i met the the pediat- it was a pediatric plastic surgeon here in at Cedars, and he's amazing what he does. I mean, he reconstructs ears and cleft lip, the mm-hmm. whole thing. He's amazing. And so when he, he looked at me, and he looked me in the eyes, and he said to me, this is your Hail Mary. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called in the film? Mm-hmm. Hail Mary, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hail Mary. Hail Mary. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, this is my last shot. I was like, you cut her open, you remove her muscle. There's nothing else I can do. Mm-hmm. I said, that's it. So, so fix it. The, it's got to fix it. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's got to fix her neck. I was like, because I mean, 
she doesn't have it anymore. It's not going to hurt her anymore, right? And so I was like, I don't know. And he was like, but there could be scar tissue could grow back. He's like, you know, if she, because this is all the thing, muscle memory, she still wants to hike her shoulder. She still wants to put her shoulder to her mm. ear. Like, so there's all those things that we have to keep stretching her, letting her stretch herself, you know, because she, it's better to let her do that now because she's so big. But um, she was a different kid. Oh my God. Like out of surgery, suddenly, I was like about a month and a half out from surgery. She just, the sparkle was back. This like sparkle that we saw when she was very, very little that we hadn't seen for a really, really long time. Like suddenly. she was in so much pain. She was like, I mean, and I remember I sent a picture to my sister and she just like calls me immediately. And she's like, Vivian's sparkling again. And I was like. I know. <laughs> like oh. I was so happy because I was like, oh my God, like I could see the joy. And even though she, she, she expresses herself in so many ways, there's so many ways to communicate that aren't verbally. And it's really cool to get to know someone like that. Wow. It's really wow. cool because wow. I never thought that that would be like a thing wow. that I could do, but you're an actor. You can do anything. Isn't Your job is to crazy? communicate and pick up on Somebody told energy. Me that. They and were like, you, you know, know how to, yeah. They were you, like, you know how to, you, this is yeah. what we do. We play people, we read yes. people, we, yes. you know. Yes, we manipulate. We manipulate. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> no, they manipulate us, by no, of the way. Oh, they're yeah, getting totally. really good at that. Oh, my right, God. Right now, they're the getting best. very good. Oh, oh. He manipulated me on, my, on the way out the door. <laughs> of course here. he did. Yeah. It's crazy. She can do it non verbally. It's freaky, you guys. <laughs> I'm like, why are we doing this? Why, what, how, did I, how did I say this was okay? You know, no, you start getting into long discussions, or they—they're good. They're manipulators. I don't yeah. know. They know what they're doing. It's crazy. <laughs> they're masters. Yeah. Um. Well, anyway, for I want you to give all your top tips for parents. Um. You know, before we close here, um, who are struggling with this, um, any child with special needs or autism specifically or torticollis. I mean, your story really and your yeah, journey the in the, this first three years of your of motherhood for you has been extraordinary. It, ha- it, it has been. And it's, it's not what I expected. <laughs> you know, it's never what you expect. I, you know, I didn't really know what to expect being a um, first time mom. I didn't know what to expect raising a child in LA. I didn't know yeah. any of the, you know, I was like, okay, we're just going to go with it. And, you know, I had ideas of what, you know, it was going to be like, because I have nieces and nephews and, you know, I watched kids a lot when I was younger, but um, she's radically different from anything I could have ever expected. Yeah. I think my biggest takeaways are let yourself feel all of the emotions you need to feel when you find out anything about your kid. If it's a, like for Vivian, if it was a physical impairment, you know, like I didn't let myself feel enough. Again, mm. I blame myself a lot and I didn't let myself feel enough and then that's where the anxiety came in mm-hmm. because I wasn't letting myself process and now I'm at a place where I'm so much it's just like it's like one of these things where I'm like release the control that's yeah. my biggest thing is yeah. release the control because you can't control anything but there are certain things you can't control you can control how happy you are you can control what your home life is like yeah. because if you have a happy home life your kid's going to be really happy Mm-hmm. If you're a happy parent and you're like just, but if my anxiety, Vivian can feel that, mm-hmm. you know, to be truthful about, I don't know, like three weeks ago, um, maybe it was four weeks ago, it might have been a month ago, 
she had to go in for her uh, psychological evaluation for autism, which is where she gets a full-on psych eval from, you know, a psychologist. And the woman who did it, I wasn't a huge fan of her. Um, not because she did anything wrong. I just didn't feel like she was – it just was weird that I was like, you work with children? It was just Her office was not set up for kids. It was very bizarre. It was a very, very bizarre situation. And she was really, really tough. She was really tough. And I get it. She's tough. But she was real tough on Vivian. And they always – they say it's going to take, you know, an hour and it takes an hour and a half. Well, that's a big difference to yeah. a kid. It's yeah. a big time mm-hmm. difference. And I walked out of that and I got in the car and I just started crying. Mm-hmm. And I just like didn't know how to process like what just happened. Yeah. And the woman looked at me and was like, well, she has autism. She said it's so nonchalant because that's what she does all day long. Right. Mm-hmm. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. Michael was okay. He was just like, it's okay. And I was like, I just, it's so different when someone says yeah. it. Yeah. And then I went in my kitchen. <laughs> Vivian was like watching like Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. You know, she's like in her chair having some snacks. And I'm in the kitchen and it's just her and I and we're home. And I just, I'm quietly sobbing to myself oh. just because I just, I guess just having that official diagnosis just hit me. And I, I like wipe my eyes and I'm like, take a breath. And I walk out there and I look over at her and she's silently crying. No. (laughs) And I'm like, why are you crying? And she just like looks at me and she just like blinks. And I was like, oh my God. Because you were crying. How does this girl feel? She feels so much and she feels everything. And I'm like. She feels extra because she's not talking probably. I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm not a doctor. You are. But is that Sometimes true? Sometimes they do. Yeah. You know? I mean. Yeah. It's, it's, it's. She can't. And she. Yeah. it was just. She's so connected to me. And it was this thing where I was like. Wow. Like she's. So when I'm. In a good place. And when I'm. Taking care of myself. That's another big thing I want to tell parents to special needs kids is don't forget to take care of yourself. Don't forget to take care of your spouse. Don't forget to take care of your significant other because if you forget those things, everything sucks. Mm -hmm. And we know that in all relationships. Mm -hmm. Like it all just, it will go downhill. Like, I mean, you have that without children. If you don't keep dating your partner, it sucks. (laughs) Like you're like, why are we together? And like this, Mm -hmm. this blows. I don't want to watch Netflix again. Like take me out. Take me out. (laughs) So, but to have, to be completely honest, Michael and I haven't had a date in three, over three years Mm -hmm. because we don't have anyone that can watch her. We don't have a babysitter. Like we don't have any family here. Um, I'll babysit for you. <laughs> no, I'm serious. So I, I'm serious. <laughs> you, you, if you want to, even if you so want to just put her to bed, I will come over. <laughs> by the she way, she goes to bed so late. By, by the way, then I'll be, I'll have alone <laughs> time, which I don't get, and I'll just hang out. Yeah. And I have enough work to do, there you go. shit <laughs> to read, memorize, oh, whatever. And you guys go out. I'm serious. I'm serious. You do I your want self tapes to... at night too. When do you do your self tapes? When he sleeps. When he sleeps. Yeah. I'll, also, I will help you self tape anytime. It's like the craziest. You know, it's the, the whole. That's uh, another podcast. It's a whole other podcast. Acting. That's not a. It's just like the craziest thing to do with a toddler, especially everything is self tapes now. Like it's awful. <laughs> you're just like trying to find the time to be like, well, maybe when. 
in there, but now and mem- and memorize it and oh, yeah. cra- and get ready for it. The it's whole thing. So get ready. Crazy. Get ready is the other thing too. It's like for us how do you ladies, get ready? It's like how do you get ready with it? it's someone tugging at your everything and then grabbing your makeup <laughs> and it spills and it breaks and anyway again we're going off topic here. Yeah. But, but thank you for sharing though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. No, no, no honestly, seriously. thank you. It's, Seri- it's seriously. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, lots thank of you people guys are going through this. There are, and I and I'm not alone in this, and I've discovered that you know I'm not alone in any part and any part of it like motherhood the journey of just motherhood is crazy like one of my girlfriends reached out to me from new york and she she was like oh my god ashlyn i saw you because i posted a thing on instagram and she was like i saw that and even though my daughter doesn't have what vivian has like we don't have an autism diagnosis and these things her daughter has a different type of special needs i had no idea yeah i had no idea that her daughter was going through any of this and then she tells me what she'd gone through in her first year i'm like Whoa! Yeah. Just just 50% of kids almost now have a chronic disease. Wow. 50%. That's why we're doing this. Right? That's why we're doing this. And, you know, autism rates, 1 in 30, 1 in 40, whatever yeah. the number is now. I don't even know. It just keeps changing. But, you know, that's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. So it's, if you have two kids, one of them has a good chance to have some sort of chronic disease. If you have a couple friends, they definitely have a they child. They definitely have a child. That has some sort of special needs. So yeah. it's a big deal a lot of people are going through it not enough people are talking about it but we need to come together yeah so that way we can support each other so that we can figure out how the best way to move forward is right. to help support the kids yeah and I do I do I like I've said it's like I really feel thankful that it's this time that I'm having this type of thing happen because you know just even with her this the program she's at at her school it's like it's just so cool it's just so cool that she gets to be around kids that are like her. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's like, it's exciting that she gets to experience that because I was terrified to put her into any regular with typical kids yeah. because it's not the kids, by the way. It's the parents. It's the parents. It's that the parents. Suck. It always, it's the parents suck. suck. The yeah, parents kids suck. are amazing. Parents kids suck. Are yeah. so <laughs> inclusive and so wonderful. Like, they don't mind that Vivian doesn't talk. They're like, oh, whatever. But yeah. the parents. Half the kids don't talk anyway because they're shy. They're shy or yeah. because of just not whatever. being around other, other kids, kids right now. Nico doesn't talk in front of other kids because he, he's, you know, he just, because he hasn't been around kids. He's been around kids. So, yeah. yeah. And so it takes, but it's just, I feel, I feel really, I, we're at a really, different chapter right now and michael actually said he was like i feel like we just moved to la you know that feeling because we moved from new york and he's like i feel like you know that exciting time when you just moved here and you were like 25 and i was like yeah michael that was a long time ago (laughs) and he was like no i feel that i feel like the excitement because we feel we've gotten her to such a great place and good it's but we're gonna we're at a good place as well which we've gone through some very dark months some dark months this year like mm. a lot of people have had during yeah. covid and this whole time it's been very very dark for a lot of people but it's just there is light at the end of the tunnel and you know my daughter still isn't hitting certain things and i'm i can't wait for the day she says mama so i'm very grateful she says mama, Aww. but she doesn't say dada the other day she just said kangaroo <gasps> randomly. Oh, she well has random words. Well, that's great. Yeah, it's just random. That's and so great. That's great. I, get, I just can't wait for the day when she says, I love you. Like the other, she started giving me kisses on the wall. Oh, that's the best. And I'm just like, Aww. so every day is like this new thing where I just see her emerge and evolve. And I feel so lucky that I get By the to way, know when her. I first when we first talked about this a couple, few weeks ago, she was just saying ma. Yeah. And now she's saying mama. mama. That's huge. And at school, uh, today I picked her up and the teacher told me she was like, yeah, she knows when we do the goodbye song. She literally s- 
doesn't sing the goodbye song. She goes, mum, mum. Mom, because she knows she's gonna see me. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> and I was like, that's adorable. So hang on to those moments. Those yeah. moments those are moments gonna get you are through. Get you through yeah. Because you're just gonna get more and more of those moments. And yes. So to all my special needs parents out there, I'm with you. I feel you. I see you. And tell everybody where they can find you. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Ashlyn Yenny. I'm on Twitter sometimes. Ashlyn underscore Yenny. They won't give me the same name. <laughs> it's weird. So annoying. You can't, you can't have the same Anel. No, no you can't have the same. And but um, but yeah. thank you so much. Thank you, Ashlyn. Thank you, guys. Thank you, thank you. Oh, I love her so much. Like, the whole interview was so, um, well, emotional and touching for me. And, um, and I just so grateful to her for sharing her story because I just feel like, as I said in the beginning, we all need to start sharing more of this so mm-hmm. no parent you know parents don't feel as alone yeah i think you know twofold i think it, it does to some people really help to talk about it i think that's you know a good step when you get there is really you know finding some meaning um sometimes in you know what happened to you and and what you're going through whether it's you know a, a tragedy in life a death um if you have a, a diagnosis that you're very concerned about or you never expected and you run through um, you know, all the emotions. And then hopefully, you know, when you come out the other side, you know, sometimes people become advocates for that condition or, you know, help other kids go through it. Or at least, you know, you find your community and your social support and, and speaking about it, whether it's listening or, or talking is, is so powerful uh, to help people find their community. And at the end of the day, it's, you know, there again, as you said at the beginning, there's no guidebook on any of this stuff. There's so many new conditions and new things that people are going through and, and stuff that we didn't even grow up with at all. Yeah. Um, and we, we need to come together to help each other with these, with this. And this is a reminder that this is a community. So we want you to reach out to us. Any questions you have for the doctor, or you can send in a little voice memo, five minute clip of your question or your story. And we can feature it on the podcast. You can email us at raising amazing at gmail.com because we want to hear from you. We are all trying to raise the bar on ourselves together so we can raise amazing children and save this planet. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Thank you all so much for joining us each week. Please be sure to subscribe to the Raising Amazing podcast so you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes. You can also follow us on Instagram at Raising Amazing Podcast to catch any extra fun goodies for you and your kiddos. And if you'd like to submit a question to be featured on the show, you can send in your questions to RaisingAmazingPodcast at gmail.com along with your name and your city. That's it for us for now. We'll catch you next Wednesday on raising amazing. Happy parenting. May the force be with you.